Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. How are you? It sounds like we're in a stadium. We are. We are in a stadium. <laughs> of sorts. It's our first podcast episode in our new living room. And, and typical of many California homes, you call this a... I'm told this is called a great room. It is a great room. Where it's a room where there are basically multiple rooms happening in one big room. So we're a little cavernous tonight. We're not in the Kardashian house or anything like that. We're we're in a townhouse, but it's bigger. It's bigger much bigger, and we have uh, we don't have any rugs yet, you know. So we have a kind of a lot of a lot of bouncing, a lot of noise. space here yeah. for the podcast or playtime or whatever. It's been it's been a ride. Yes. So hopefully you are enjoying the echo that we have tonight. But this is this is what we're doing as we as we move into this new new house of ours. So much to discuss. Here on the long finish, and this is episode sixty-three. Yeah, right. Episode sixty-three of the long finish. So we're excited to um, excited to be back with you for for what has been two weeks in a row. Last episode we discussed our the big transition of twenty twenty-one, and then now we have a new thing to discuss because Catherine and I have a new child in the family. Our guest tonight on the podcast. Yes, I'll take a picture of this. But right I... here is Mr. Cass Coker. That's right. Cassidy James Coker, born April 29th, 4.29 a.m. He is currently sleeping here during our podcast, but right here. You want to say something, Cass? <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's a sleeper. So for anyone who was sending us those great vibes... Thank you. So far, yes. we have a sleeper. Yes. <laughs> Our middle child is still the terror of the family so far. But yes, we have a new son, son number three for us. And we wanted to discuss this uh, development in our life a little bit on the podcast. And also, we're taping this on Mother's Day night. And what better beverage to drink during Mother's Day night for a woman who just had a baby 10 days ago than a bottle of champagne. I've been waiting for this for nine months. <laughs> I've not had any champagne yeah. for, well, you know, not really. And we are drinking the Gonet Medeville Blanc de Noirs Premier Cru Champagne, the Brute, disgorged in December of 2020. And it is fantastic. We're going to have to try to slow down here and make sure that we can last the whole episode with <laughs> the You're being smart because you're <laughs> breastfeeding. Right. I'm taking so it slow, yeah. obviously. I don't have those brakes on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely. So, no, I'm, I mean, this tastes amazing. So one of the reasons we want to bring up champagne, just to be celebratory for us, but also if you're thinking about something sparkling for a graduation coming up, college graduation, or just something to celebrate uh, as you meet with friends again. Totally. Uh, we're slowly starting to meet some people out in the wild once yeah, again. Yeah, there's reason to like get excited to be at parties or have gatherings, and champagne is a great way to sort of honor the occasions. So, Catherine, people know our lives a little bit from the podcast. Do you want to talk a little bit about anything that happened with regards to the baby? I mean, fairly uh, 
Well, what 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 are your thoughts about having new casts in the in our life? Well, I will say that he, you know, both of the other kids came early and cast did not. He came right on time on his due date, which was my birthday. And at 1 a.m., I started to go into labor. We went right to the hospital because anyone who follows along remembers that Quinn was basically born in a wheelchair. (laughs) And so we didn't want that to happen again. And, you know, just a short little three and a half hours. By by, by being born in a wheelchair, you were being wheeled into the delivery room. Yeah. And then I. As it happened. And the baby basically, Quinn was coming, was being, was being. (laughs) I was going to use the verb eject, but that's not the right (laughs) word. Uh, You basically were birthing Quinn in in the wheelchair on the route. Yeah. So I was like, this is, that's not going to happen. We're just, the first uh, contraction, we're going to call our nanny brando he's gonna come over and then we're gonna go to the hospital which is exactly what happened so we were at the hospital by 2 30 a.m and 4 30 4 29 a.m this little guy arrived so it's pretty swift it's funny because you and i my parents came out shout out to my parents john and linda for thank coming you, out thank you thank you they came out in mid-april because we thought the baby was going to be coming in mid-april because the other two kids right. came early right so we kept waiting and waiting and then all we try to do is just keep getting more and more finished house here. Like try to do knock off more chores and you know get our taxes done and all that stuff. And so the baby was helpful in that in that sense. But he really arrived. He was on your due date, right? On the due date. The due date is also your birthday, so you share a birthday. Correct. April 29th is both of your birthdays. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because ever since the day I've met you, you've basically told me that your brother was born on the 28th, you're born on the 29th, so you never really had your own birthday, and now you won't. Does that bother you? Well, I didn't want him to come on that day. We did not. That was like the one day I did not <laughs> want him to come. And now I think it's so awesome. It's like so special. We'll have this bond forever in life. We will always remember each other. And it was just uh, it was meant to be. Especially I don't know. For, it feels cool. Yeah. For him, I think, like especially as he becomes an adult, he'll think it's the coolest thing ever. And, you know, what's interesting is two things, two f- kind of not, not really factoids, but I asked your OB while we were hanging out. It was a fun hangout because you love your doctor. I love your doctor as well. And um, I said, what's the hit rate? of landing on uh, your due date she said five percent five percent i I can't tell that's like really high it's like what's a meteorologist do but like there's a lot of days (laughs) in the year so to hit a five percent i think it's pretty decent decent hit rate um especially if you've gone through three we've gone through three now and both have come pretty early so i think guessing nine months away five percent's decent but the other thing that's been fun is more than a few people have reached out to us and say either them or someone they know share a birthday with their parents so it's not quite as uncommon as you would think i can think of like four or five people offhand that have told me that so yeah but all of them have like talk about how special it is and how they cherish that like you can just see it so that's pretty cool so we went to ucla and like you said, we were very prepared. We, we did not want to have the same problem, not issue. No, I walked in this time. Walked I in. walked in. Yes. I'm like, I'm not taking no wheelchair. <laughs> no, um, thank you. Yes. And so here we are with three. And so your mom and dad are in town for the next two weeks. We are still considering ourselves in the transition phase of this baby. Once your parents leave on a, whatever, late May, that's when real life begins. That to me is when life is going to hit <laughs> Uh, the, <laughs> like Everything's going to go down. Yeah, exactly. 
So we're going to be able to drink some wine, enjoy uh, hopefully a couple more podcasts. It's a way for you, you and I to hang out together. But um, yes, we have a third boy in the world. You all knew this was coming. I'll make sure to take a picture of Catherine as she podcasts with Cass in her arms. But this is what you do. This is what you do when you want to get your entertainment out there. Get the content out there. This is it. You so, just got to push through. Yes. So we're celebrating tonight birth of Cassidy James Coker. We call him Cass Coker. And we're drinking a little champagne to celebrate. Cass, cheers to you, buddy. And we're drinking some fine, fine champagne. So, Catherine, let's talk about this champagne a little bit and talk about um, why right now is a great time to be getting back into to champagne. Oftentimes you think of champagne being the holiday season beverage but now seems as good as any i haven't had champagne in a few months and this tastes amazing there's always a reason no bad time to drink champagne no right? bad time always a good reason and you know as we're drinking this tonight and anytime i'm drinking champagne i'm always like you know of course all sparkling is wonderful but there's no place like home you know there is no place like champagne. It's just got that special what is it? Is it the chalky soils? Is it the way that it must be aged in bottle on the lees? What is it? I don't know, but it's got me. It's the mystique. It's that special place. And so Gonet Meadowville is pretty special because they're a really special producer. It's a couple, Julie and Xavier Gonet Meadowville. And they both come from really important winemaking families. Julie's family is famous for Chateau Gillette. And Xavier comes from many, many generations of champagne growers in Le Mesnil. And he took some pretty great plots from his family in 2000. And they just wanted to make small production champagne together. And everything is organic. Not all of it is certified, but it's it's all organic, which is pretty cool. We love that. Awesome to have a female winemaker as well, to have Julie Meadowville. And this is Blanc de Noirs, so that means it's all black grapes, it's all Pinot Noir, and it's all Premier Cru. All the vineyards are around Epernay. Very chalky soils. But what's so special about this... Oh, my buddy here is having a comment. What's so special about this? I mean, it's this beautiful rose gold color. It's got tiny, tiny bubbles, a tiny, this very persistent perlage, but really, really fine. And it's rich, but it's like zippy at the same time. So it's aged partly in vats and partly in old casks, but no malolactic. 24 months, so two years in bottle on the lees. And there's just six grams of dosage, which we were talking about earlier tonight. So that's the little bit of sugar and at the very end. And Tug and I were saying, like, this is kind of our favorite when it doesn't have a sweet taste or a sweet residual finish, but it's not so dry that you're just have to have French fries right now or eat something. It's just perfect. And this is that. It has a richness, just that enough hint of a sweetness to just drink on its own. It's got that biscuity character. At the same time, it's lean. I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of in love with it. And just to bring up uh, a couple of points from previous episodes of Champagne that we've done in Sparkling Wines, 
refer back to some of those episodes where we talk about some of the vernacular that Catherine just used, dosage. Actually, I wanted to ask you about uh, vats. Is uh, vats like a lar- is large barrels or what, what's a vat? It's not a barrel. That could be made of stainless steel gotcha. or it could be made of cement. I'm assuming in this case it's stainless steel because they usually would say cement if it was cement. So it's probably stainless steel and 30% old cask. And what when it's aged in that old cask, it just has more time. It gets a little more oxygen exposure, a little more of that roundness, a little more depth to it, I think. Less of that like razor sharp steeliness. And where do you think the color comes from? Well, partially from that. Yeah. It's just this beautiful rose gold. Ooh. Yeah, it's like it has a little bit of age. I'm not saying it has age, but it looks like it does. It has like that little bit of... It's not a rosé, but... Yeah. And you it's wouldn't like a think patino it's rosé. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful color, which you can't see from the bottle because the bottle is definitely black or tinted or what have you. But it's just gorgeous. Now, let me ask you about... Oh, hello. How do you discover oftentimes champagnes? I know you love champagne as much as anything in the wine world. Are these, a lot of times, are these wines you've heard about or wines being introduced to you through distributors and importers? How do you find wine such as the wine we have tonight? Well, I found this through the importer or distributor because, um, you know, they know we're looking for organic wines now. And also, it was female winemaker. I had not tried the wines before. I tried them maybe about two years ago and was really impressed. I had only tried the tradition, which is their entry level wine, which I love as well. And then I was doing some wine pairings for an event with chef Melissa Parello and a bunch of other female chefs in January. The event was called Her and I was putting together some wines by female winemakers that would go really well with probably 10, 11 different small plates from all these amazing female chefs. And so I wanted a champagne that would be not too dry, not too sweet, just really versatile. And I chose this and that it was a big hit for the folks that got the dinner that ordered this. I had several that called and (laughs) got more of it. I can see why. Yeah. Now you talk about versatility. Uh Uh-oh. Hang in there, Cass. We're almost done. You talk about versatility with this wine. What are some of the classic pairings with champagne? And what are we thinking as far as food pairings? Well, always think of like oysters or that seafood tower. (laughs) Um, I love it with salty things, French fries, uh, even popcorn or chips. Um, Bread and butter would be perfect, too. This would be great with some gooey, gooey cheeses or even some stinky cheeses because it has this bit of sweetness and richness to it that would really hold up. We had it tonight for dinner with some spicy sausage with onions and and um, mustard. And hot dogs. It was and a bit hot of a, dogs. It was a bit of an ode to bubble dogs. Yeah, which is closed now. It's closed. COVID closed bubble dogs. I don't know if it's permanent, but it it's closed. Well, we should do an ode. I'm putting this out into the world. We should do an ode to bubble dogs at Esther's some night. Just hot dog, sausages, and champagne. It's a great combo. Well, tonight it was for dinner, it and was. at that restaurant it always was. Fabulous. 
And then, um, obviously, you can get this wine at Esther's. Uh, how, how can you help steer people in the right direction if they want to go to their local wine store and find sparkling wines or champagnes? What kind of questions would you have them ask, et cetera, et cetera, and where can they find this wine? Well, I think always look for smaller producers. Look for either grower producers that you know are farming their own vineyards and producing their own wine or look for champagnes that are off the beaten path you know try of course you know Vouve and Perrier Jouet and all those big houses you know they are classics and some of them have delicious product but like explore the smaller guys because you're going to find a lot more nuance and some real gems like this we only drink the small guys over here. But I would say in a wine store, ask for grower producers or smaller producers and go from there. How many glasses of wine have you had since you had baby Cass? Mm, this might be my third. For those out there who are un- like maybe a lot of guys who are unfamiliar with wine drinking during... When you're ner- yeah, nursing. Yeah, exactly. So what, what's, what is your sort of... Everyone's different, of course. How are you looking to handle this phase of nursing and and imbibing i have definitely been looking forward to enjoying wine again well let me just say that at the same time i don't like need to have a glass of wine at five o'clock every day you know it's not like that but like having a little glass of wine with dinner is just something that i've enjoyed for a long time and you can do it safely while nursing you just have to make sure that a you don't have too much and b you kind of time it right they give you info sheets at the hospital of like stuff that, you know, you're supposed to be aware of when you're nursing. And I think it's like if you don't have food, it takes 30 to 60 minutes for the alcohol to get into your breast milk. And if you do have food, it takes like 60 to 90 minutes or something like that. Anyway, I have a sheet somewhere. But as long as you don't have more than, you know, a glass of wine, it's not a big deal. Are you still bringing out the strips? Oh, yes. And of course, my sister-in-law, when I had uh, our first, gave me these little strips that you could test for how much alcohol was in the breast milk. I don't have any more of those. But that would be something you'd do, well, certainly not now, you know, down the line, like if you're going out or something. We went to a wedding, you know, you could do that and then see how you're doing. Oh. No, I don't think I need them to. No, I'm just, I was just, I'm just thinking about the uh, the American spirit. For, for 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 the businesses and making money, the strip, the alcohol strip oh. is interesting. Yep, it is. How, how people landed there, but um, yes, if you're looking for some amazing champagne, you can go to Esther's. Be sure to go to your local wine store and ask for small producers. It's a great time to celebrate as we head into the summer. If you have a college graduation, if you're seeing people for the first time in 15 months, like we're doing with your parents right now. Exactly. Great reasons to celebrate. All right, now we're getting to the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I think it's just, I'll do it for both of us. I think it's the doctors that have helped you um, along the way, specifically your OB, who's now, I joke because she sort of came, <laughs> she missed the second one, uh, but she's been there for all three babies. We have a great pediatrician. And I think as a, as a person, I, I realize as um, sort of the dad or the, the, the partner in the relationship uh, who watches you give birth, like how kind of useless I am. I just take pictures and videos. <laughs> and um, these nurses, I should include nurses, and these doctors come in and make what seems very routine, I'm sure, is like incredibly complicated. But they come in with such calm and just skill. It's really, really impressive. So to me, that's the easy inspiration of the week for me. 
hundred percent. What what is your OB's name? Tristan, Doctor Tristan Bickman. Does not drink alcohol, so doesn't really care about our podcast. But she has been amazing. She is uh, she's quick with a joke. She's always teased me from when we first had our, our first son. I was in New York the day before, and I came back, and she scolded me. She said, "You are so lucky. You are so lucky." He came today and not yesterday. And uh, now, because of COVID, I wasn't able to go to a lot of the doctor's appointments. And so it was great to see her. And even though at 4.30 in the morning, it was amazing to watch. So that's my inspiration for the week. Thank you to all the, the nurses and Dr. Dr. Bickman and the nurses at UCLA, Santa Monica. Yeah, I think I would, I'm on your same wavelength here, the doctors and nurses. And nurses especially because a lot of them, I mean, most of them I've never met before. There were a few that I actually had met because I've been there three times, but most of them never met. And sometimes they can just say something to you that is just the right thing and just the right time and it sticks with you. And that's happened all three times that I've been at that hospital in labor and delivery and in the recovery. Had a nurse that has said something to me that really stuck with me and was truly helpful. I remember this last nurse, especially um, as you were getting ready to give birth to Cass, she whispered to your ear and she said, don't forget to buy Bitcoin. Right. And, ethe- <laughs> and Ethereum. Like, that, that was really nice. <laughs> but just little tips, you know, and maybe some people would be, you know, I'm sure there's some people that have delivery that would be irritating, but when you are helpless and you're getting through the most pain of your whole life to have someone just say something helpful is really great and I still remember this one nurse from I wish I could remember her name from the recovery when I had Bo so it was five years ago and she said one thing you got to do for yourself when you go home please just take a shower every day just do it it's for you and I, I, I like I thought well, that's weird. Why would she say that? And then I was like, this is actually great advice, and I will do this. So, I do. I wish the nurse from five years ago said, "Please buy Bitcoin and Ethereum," because we would be. <laughs> yeah, then we'd be set. Yeah, we'd be living in different zip code. Um, but yes, really, really incredible experience. I think you and I believe this to be the last baby so it was great to be a participant in that and watch you be a true hero through the last you know days of of being a pregnant mom so that's it so happy not to be pregnant though i I mean you 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 said that you said that basically 10 minutes after Cass is out you're like i feel better already (laughs) i do get that baby out well that's it that's it for episode 63 of The Long Finish. Episode 63 is in the books. Folks, thanks for staying with us. We're going to try to bring some great wines, some fun wines this summer onto the pod for you to enjoy some wines you may have heard of, some surprises to you. We want to introduce you to some great wines, some great winemakers, so we hope to do that. We may not be able to do the full integrated tasting through much of the summer as we're busy, but we just love, I know Catherine especially loves, tasting new wines, being introduced to new wines, and we want to bring them to you. So stay tuned for that. That. Catherine, where can they find you in the Long Finish on social media? You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram and sometimes on Facebook. And you can find the Long Finish at the Long Finish on Instagram. 
And Facebook. Find the Long Finish on Twitter at TLFPod. Well, I need to do some updating. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. Stay tuned for more episodes. Check out the Instagram. We're going to have some great pictures coming up of uh, some wines and uh, so, some where we've been. What we've been up to the past two months. So check that out at the Long Finish on Instagram. Until then, have a great week. Be safe. Be smart. And happy drinking. Ciao.